When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so the Rams are on their way to uh, Dallas to take on the Cowboys on Sunday, week eight of the NFL season, looking to get back at 500 again. Rams still haven't won two games in a row. We'll get into all that coming up in just one second. But we're joined right now by the Super Bowl champion, DeMarco Farr. How are you feeling today, DeMarco? Sirs, what's happening? I'm tripping off this whole blue face thing. Wow. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> I, I want to start with this. How many pillows do you sleep? When you get in bed at night and you're getting ready to, to, to fall asleep, how many pillows do you have? Like one, two, three? What are we talking about? Uh, you like on my head, three. No, on, on and, like your whole thing. Like when you decide to go oh, to bed, how many pillows do you need? Whether there's one under your head, two under your head, four. you're squeezing one, four. Where, okay, where well, are they yeah, placed? The, where, yeah, yeah talk top. to us here. Three, three for my head because mm-hmm. I got a melon. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I got to sleep in, you know, weird positions. So I got to, like, you know, throw these pillows in a certain spot. And I got one under my left knee. Yeah. In case I sleep on my back. There you go. Yeah. See, Slee? See, Slee, Slee looked at me weird, DeMarco, because I have three. Well, okay, wait. DeMarco. Okay, where are DeMarco, they? he's got three, but now you got to ask the location. Okay, so, why so don't you give one, one under my head. Yep. One between my knees. Right. For the hips? Yes, yep. exact, exactly right. For the hips, that's yep. exactly right. And then I have one where I just kind of have my arm thrown over he the hugs top it. of it. I hug he it. hugs yes. one pillow. I hug okay. yeah. Did yeah. you ever commit to the body pillow? I've I tried. It's, it's too big. I like to have the three pillows in a different position. The body pillow is too big. Okay, I, I, it works for me. It's perfect. It just feels weird. Like, you know, I, I'm hugging a, a pillow. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, That's so the size of a person, Demarco. Yeah. I guess for me, what threw me off is I, I kind of saw Trav as always. I had a guy that would just, if you just put him outside, he'll fall asleep on the concrete and be happy with it. And oh, no, as no, long as he no. needs a cup of coffee and that's it. No, no. I learned that it's a very, very luxurious living. So, just I think I think we stumbled into something here, Demarco, that you and I are men built of a certain carriage, shall we say? That yeah. that knee pillow is essential for hip health, right? We need some wedges and some twists <laughs> and curves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good. I, I feel much better about all this, and we'll get no to problem. blue face in a second. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to. I'm just filling <laughs> out the whole thing. Oh my god! Wow. It's a lot. Demarco, <laughs> how, how you feeling about Sunday? Um, Rams Cowboys coming off the loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The chances of falling two games below 500. Just how, how do you feel about that game on Sunday? Good. I, I feel good about it. Um, Monday after Pittsburgh, it's one of those things, right? Where you every minute that goes by, hour, you, the more you think about it, the madder you get. So by the time it got to Monday, uh, and you watch the film and you stop it because you see so much good stuff and. You can't say Pittsburgh is better. The Rams are doing great. And then you realize, oh, my God, they, they hit the iceberg and they lose. Uh, it frustrates you. So, anyway, uh, it gets to Monday. I go in for the coaches show with JB, and Sean McVay walks in, and he is just, you know, breathing smoke, breathing fire. He is hot. Um, and he starts to tell us how he feels about the game and what went wrong. 
And it's all the right stuff. It's all the stuff they can correct. And it was one of those things where he looked you dead in the eye and said, I'm going to get that stuff fixed. Now, as a player, that should scare you. That means practice is going to be a mug. That means meetings <laughs> are going to be super intense. So seeing that and seeing how they played versus Pittsburgh and what they did and how they had success, yeah, I feel pretty good going to Dallas. DeMarco Farris, Super Bowl champ, joining us here on Travis and Sleet. And look, Sean McVay, I heard his response when JB even tried to crack the door open to the subject in the postgame interview. I know that Sean McVay does not make excuses and he doesn't talk about referees, but I would imagine that that spot and that P.I. call on that final drive had to be something that bothered him a great deal, even if he will never admit it, that it's not just a referee made a mistake or two, that the Rams certainly allowed it to get to that point, but those are two pretty bad calls, DeMarco. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that uh, it's just been kind of going on. It seems like a phenomenon. What do you guys think? Um, has, has refereeing taken a dip um, in the NFL as of late? It seems like that. People are, it seems like it's happening all over the place. Uh, or maybe there's just more eyeballs on the game. But, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff that happened on game day didn't make sense. But that's every single week. Uh, there, there are calls that don't make sense or that, that didn't happen. And it's just weird stuff. So, um, but like you said, it's one of those things you had, you had opportunities after that happened. So uh, it is what it is. It's, it's, it, it still equals a loss, and it doesn't make you feel any better. But, I, you know, I, I think everybody's kind of accurate on what they saw there. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know if it's, the, it's worse than ever. I think we see more than we've ever seen before. We just have a better understanding of what this is. And, yeah, it, 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 and to your point, it doesn't change the fact, but when you <clears> feel like you had something that wasn't entirely fair go down, and especially at the end of the game, it is hard to wrap your head around. And I get it. Players and coaches don't make excuse, excuses like that. But as a fan, it is hard to see a spot. Because the second it happened in real time to Marco, watching yeah. it on TV, you're yeah. like, oh, he's way short. It wasn't even close. And to all of a sudden see them place the ball where they placed it, it felt like it, it felt like you'd been robbed. Oh, oh, no doubt. I, it, it, look, if Cooper Cup catches, if he doesn't have a bad day, you know, how does that game turn out? If Tyler Higby catches that one where he's wide open off the seam versus man coverage, uh, if he catches that, what happens to the football game? So there's a lot of things that could have gone the other way that would have changed. What if Maher had a great day instead of one of the worst days he's ever had? Aye, aye, aye. Uh, we're not having this discussion or we're not, you know, the, the, the referees and their mistakes aren't as big of a deal, but Either way, it equals a loss, and you're below 500. And now you got to go to Dallas, hostile environment, with a pretty good football team that's fresh. Uh, so you got to come hard down the hard road. Either way, what happened on, at, in SoFi, even if you won, it does not matter moving into this week. DeMarco Farr taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sliwa Show. DeMarco, you were, I don't know, bold is the right answer? You felt pretty when – when I asked about the Cowboys, you felt pretty good about it. Um, yeah. What is it something you also think of the Cowboys? Maybe you're just not as sold on what Dallas is doing? Okay, yeah, their, their O-line is kind of banged up. Um, a lot of surgeries. Um, Zach Martin, who I love, love watching them play. A AD versus Zach Martin is must-see TV for, for football nuts like me. Uh, that's going to be fun. But he's playing on one leg, uh, and it seems like the entire O-line is like that. Uh, but Dallas is still trying to run the football. Uh, 30 rush attempts per game, and then they expect Dak Prescott to bail them out on third down if first and second down don't work. So, you know, it's a pretty in-your-face, old-school approach. Well, that's what Pittsburgh threw at you, mm -hmm. and that's 
the Rams responded well to that. They, they actually were taking it to them. Uh, a few twists and turns, you win that football game. So bring that same intensity, offense, defense. Uh, I love the way that uh, Daryl Henderson came off the couch and ran hard. Royce Freeman uh, was an absolute hammer. Bring that to Dallas. Uh, it's, it's similar to Pittsburgh. You can crack that defense the more you hit it. Now they got a problem with Micah Parsons. If you get in those third novice, here he comes. He's going to win, just like Pittsburgh last week. Yep. Uh, EJ Watt, that big pick, great play, right? Big dude caught it, ran. That was awesome. But that was the only play he made all game. So bring that same sort of intensity to Dallas. You can control Micah Parsons. You'll have a chance to win that game. Yeah, DeMarco, this is where I was going to go next. You, you mentioned that the Rams did a really good job with T.J. Watt. He obviously made a very big play with that interception to open up the third quarter the way he did. But they, you know, for a defensive player of the year type player that Watt is, he was, had a relatively quiet day. Is it the same game plan with Parsons? Is it a different type well, of player? Can you just kind of approach it the same way? Okay, see, Marshawn Lynch is a genius. I love this guy. But remember that quote where he said, when you run through a guy's face over and over and over, and he kept going with overs? Yep. Uh, He's right. I mean, playing defense against that, against the hammer, it forces you to do your job. There is no freelancing, especially when you're a down guy. You're going to have to go into somebody, use your hands, butt press, look for the running back, and then catch this big guy that's running the football at the gut. It's physical. It, it wears you out. It's tiring. Uh, at some point, you may miss or quit, and off to the races he goes. Uh, that will break defenses. That will break anybody. That can break Micah Parsons if you run it consistently and you are physical. But if you get into those third novice, now these guys get to be artists, and they will absolutely carve you up. Uh, it is impossible to stay in front of that guy more often than not when you have to throw to stay in football games. Um, DeMarco, I'm, I'm going to stay in L.A. here, but I'm going to switch teams for a quick second here. Chargers got the Chicago Bears, right? Yep, the Bears? Okay. Sunday night. Chicago Bears on Sunday night. Chav and I were talking about this a little bit earlier in the week. They're sitting now at 2-4. and four. Is Brandon Staley, hypothetically here, let's say they lost that game against the Bears. You think Staley's fighting for his job this week or do you think that you know what there's been enough times that he's been the coach of the chargers where you thought he was probably fighting for his job but he still has it that you don't think it's decisive whether um this is the uh this is the final straw or not you know it sure seems like it and i you know i don't meet a ton of charger fans and that's no diss uh but when i do they never have anything good to say about brandon staley and that's Mm. weird for me because i saw the guy up close or at least as close as we can get through the pandemic years. But I thought he was phenomenal. There was a reason he got that job. He is super organized. Now, for some whatever reason, it's just not working out. Um, And when you look at the roster and the quarterback he has, uh, you should not be two and four, or you should not be this far down in this division. At least you should be knocking on the door to the Kansas City Chiefs kingdom with the roster you have and the quarterback you have. And it's just not working. So, it seems like he may be coaching for his job, but, you know, who knows? Uh, it's only up to one guy or a small group of people with that team. All right, I got a hypothetical for you here, DeMarco. I'm just going to kind of throw this out there. Tell me what you think of this scenario that I'm just making up off the top of my head. Let's say that you knew a young woman who went and spent the night at someone else's house yeah. and then stole their pillow. Yep took it back to their house, 
Blocked, because she thought it was a great pillow. Blocked the other person's number mm-hmm. and then never returned the phone call or the pillow. What would you think of that person? Not that that's ever I, happened. I would call the police. Yeah, I I would, I'm with you. Back. I'm with you. Well, <laughs> I I, actually, I'm going back. further. Can you get in touch with the FBI? Like, is there, what's the next step? You, you just stole from me. Yep. We got to protect yourself better. (laughs) Oh my God. It's not the response. Nobody that you know, DeMarco, you've never met her. It's completely hypothetical. It better not be anybody in that room or in that building. Come on. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It was years ago. The statute of limitations is up. DeMarco, she freaking took his pillow, man. (laughs) The hell? It's not a walk of shame if you have a prize. You stole my pillow and told me I should protect my stuff better. Right. Wow. <laughs> right. Gotta have ball security, right? Just... <laughs> wow. so. Oh my gosh. I'm just I just you know, I thought I'd just throw something. What a no shocker no DeMarco thinks it's not cool. <laughs> Good talking with you. I'll talk to you on Sunday morning and go Rams, DeMarco. Okay. Bye right, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Around certain people for sure. That's uh that, that is No doubt about it. All right, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. So we've got LAFC playoffs this weekend. You got a chance to win, but you have to have been listening to the show That's pretty right. carefully. Uh, two, two again, Jorge? Two, two questions? Again. Two again. The final packet here. All right. We're going to start with Omar oh, yeah. in Southgate. Omar, you're batting leadoff. All right, Omar. Hope you've been hey, listening. You What's up, man? All right. So here's your, uh, here's your questions. We talked about LAFC defending the Cup this year, and they're, they're on the road to, the, uh, to repeat. Who did they beat last year to win the MLS Cup? The Philadelphia Union. All right, Philadelphia Union. You got it. And then who was the goalkeeper who subbed in for Maxine Carpo and, you know, eventually was a hero of the MLS Cup last year? Uh, I don't know that one, bro. So close. So, so, so close. close. Good try, Omar. Next stop. Los Angeles and Lando. Lando, you're up next. All right, Lando. Hope you're hey, ready, what's man. What's up, guys? What's up, fool? All right. So, who, <laughs> who did the uh, who did the LAFC beat last year to be the uh, to win the MLS Cup? The Philadelphia Union. Philadelphia Union. Okay, cool. So, Maxine Crepo got injured uh, during that game last year. Who came in to sub him to be uh, to sub him, and was eventually the hero of the MLS Cup? The hero, John McCarthy. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. There you go. Yeah. He's going to the game. Congratulations to you, Lando. 
You're going to go watch a little LAFC playoff action this weekend. Good job. Stay on the line. Emily's going to get your uh, information and make sure that you're all set up to go to the game tomorrow. There you go. And and I'll I'll save that one. I, I, now, granted, I have been listening to the show today, but I knew both of those. (laughs) Even if I hadn't been listening, I would have gotten both of them. Listen, it might be useful in trivia, you know, when you do it at a bar. That's right. You You might know Casey Kasem and you might know Pauly. Congrats. Have fun tomorrow, guys. That'll be good. So when you go to work and you're working tomorrow, you said with DeAndre and Cody? Uh, no, DeAndre and Graham. DeAndre okay. and Graham. Yeah, we cover it for social media, so we get all the pregame stuff, the guys coming in, how they get ready for this uh, upcoming game. Because it's it. there's like this little line, right, Slee, between going and working it and going and having fun. You still mm-hmm. have fun when you're working it, but you can't really super lean into the festivities. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's a difference. It, yeah, exactly. It's a difference. I, I was – and what's better than – I'll use baseball as the perfect example. When I go to a baseball game, First thing I do is I get a beer and I get peanuts. Yeah. And I just sit there and enjoy an inning or two of just doing nothing but drinking. We go to work, you know, that it's it's a completely different experience. But there's that and you can't yell at anybody. When yeah. you're working, you can't say, What the are you doing? Right? You I might have done that scream. a couple times. <laughs> you you say it in your head, yeah. but at least when I'm, you know, sitting in the press box, yep. I turn to Kirk and I'm like, What the is going on down mm-hmm. there? But you can't really funny, let it funny out. Funny you say that. Put one your time, hands up. Like, what <laughs> the hell? One time I covered a, a specific game. It was an Argentina game versus Chile, and I was in the press box. A couple of the guys in the press box that are from Argentina were singing the national anthem. Okay. Somebody from the, the press box stood up and said, hey, guys, listen, we got to keep it down here. Professional environment. Okay. So then don't sing the national anthem, even so if it's part of the your- national anthem. I don't think anybody would say anything if you sang yeah. it. And like the, the only press box that I'm in regularly is the SoFi one for Rams games. Yeah. I think if somebody sang the national, I don't think anybody would All say good. anything. But the the cheering and yelling, somebody yeah. would definitely right. intervene. Like, there's definitely like reactions. People go like, "Ooh" or "Oh." But, yeah, like, but it's, it's not like cheering. I'm, I'm going to give you a good example, and this is literally from yesterday. Now, I'm not technically in the press box, but you're in a media section. Only thing you have there are reporters and things along those lines. Lakers going down by 12 in that first quarter. There's a couple of times I'm like, "What the hell am I watching?" If I'm sitting, but at do a you seat, say it like that? No. Yeah. If I'm sitting at a it, five rows in front with a beer in my hand i'm saying what the hell are you guys doing yeah i'm not gonna do that there. no you gotta you can think it but you can't yeah. say it all right um sc at berkeley mm-hmm. two game losing streak two ranked teams notre dame and utah saw caleb booms yesterday you, you did see caleb yep. yesterday you were struck by how the fact that he wasn't a giant guy i, I don't kind know why i just saw my i just felt like i thought he was bigger yeah but. Slightly, yeah. he's not small. Mm-hmm. He's not Kyler Murray, but he's no, not no, no, no. He's Peyton not Manning either. Yeah, yeah. He's not one of those giant quarterbacks. Um, they've got after Cal, they've got Washington, they got Oregon, they got UCLA. Mm-hmm. Those are their three final games of the season: the home at Washington, at Oregon, UCLA. Mm-hmm. Is this the last game they're going to win? Because it might be. Cal, Cal really stinks. Cal's not having a good year. Cal doesn't have a ton of great players. Yeah. I think that even if USC played really poorly, they'd have a hard time losing to Cal. But I'm not so sure that even if USC played reasonably well against those next three teams, that they can beat Washington and Oregon. If Washington and Oregon play well, SC's losing, right? Even if SC plays well, they're better. UCLA's a little, probably a little bit more of an evenly matched game. This could be the last game they win of the season. That's really can weird I ask to you a question? About. Does it matter if it's the last game yeah. they win? Yeah, or- it does. 
let's say let's say they beat Cal and they beat UCLA, but they lost the two in the middle. Does it matter? Yeah, it does because you can't finish the season losing six of your five of your last six games. It, it, that, that's a big deal. I think it's already a big deal. It is the situation that they're in. It is a big deal that technically every ranked opponent that they would have yeah, but, played, but they're, they're USC, that they yeah, would but, lose. But they're still USC. USC that, doesn't but, get no, to lose. To no, good that's teams. my point. My yeah. point is, is that it's not an excuse at right, all. Right. SC is not right. Oregon State. But there's a difference between a disappointing year and a blanking disaster. A, so a, disaster is what disaster is you lose against Cal. Now you're no, 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 now no. you're getting into the disaster no, stage. No, 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 no. Disaster is you didn't beat a single good team all year. Not one. And that's what they're looking down the barrel of. They have not beat a good team all season long. Not one. And if they lose to UCLA, Oregon, Washington, they will have not beat a good team all season. That's a disaster. Losing to Cal makes it worse, obviously. Okay, but could I can so really your definition of disaster, they beat Cal, they lose to Washington, they lose to Oregon, and it comes down to UCLA, whether it's a disaster no, or not. That's a terrible season too. But what you're you're leaving out the front part of it. Notre Dame. Oh yeah. Utah. Yep. Oregon. How about the close Washington. games before too? They, mm-hmm. they they if they win a couple of these remaining four, it's like okay, it's a bad year. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but at least they will have beaten one good team. By the way, isn't that isn't that crazy that we're basically both you and I are talking about what the definition of bad or disaster is to describe USC coming into this year? Think about what that There's conversation was. There's no chance they beat they win their last four games, right? I mean, I guess I guess if Oregon and, and Washington played poorly, they could. Sneak no, I could help him. you here. There's no chance. Yeah. I don't think there's any chance that they win. The Washington Oregon at the absolute best, you got a split. But even if you got that split, and even if you won your other games, you still have three losses. You're not in the Pac-12 championship. You took a step back from last year. At the best case scenario right now for USC, they win three of the next four games. Is the Absolutely, in my opinion, yeah, yeah it's I think the that's best right. case scenario, which means you ended up with three wins, which means you're not in the Pac-12 championship. Which What's the one you, you give them no chance? Is it is it at Oregon because it's at Oregon? Yeah, I think Oregon and Washington are as close as possible as you can get, Washington's and now here, you're though. playing at Oregon yeah. for that one. Just like I would, if by the way, you you flip that, and if you said Oregon was at SC, I agree, and it was at Washington, that would be the toughest one. <laughs> They're going into the Big Ten next year without Caleb Williams coming off of a season where you lose five games? You had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback on your team. You just lost five games. Where did they now start? What do you Fifth mean? or sixth? Sixth, I believe. But that, no, the, it's the starting okay, point but, 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 doesn't matter a ton to me. My point is, is that you've only gone back that direction even when you were winning games. Three times. <laughs> they they lost three games and dropped in the rankings. That win against Colorado was like, yeah, that looks like you know what. Yeah, how many you beat Arizona? You had double over what? Uh, yeah, no, get it. Arizona State, they were ahead, they were a five touchdown favorite. It's a game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the Heisman you have the Heisman tro- reigning Heisman well, trophy winner as your quarterback. I, I really do believe what? this. I really do believe this. I think the more just as important in these last final four games is there's ever a moment that you're watching SC and you're saying, I think these guys are giving up. Ooh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That if there's I ever a credit, moment. I haven't gotten that sense yet. Yeah. But it, 
Well, Notre Dame game, I don't know. Notre Dame game. They just game, got their butts kicked. Got I didn't their get butts the sense kicked. that they gave but, up. But let me, let me give you an example. From what I can recall. It, if... <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll we'll handle that one. We'll handle we'll handle that game specifically. But Trav, don't you agree that at this point there's also a little bit, well, what do we have to play for? That they're they had these expectations that if after Washington you you got another let's say you lost against Washington, now you're going to Oregon and they're up in the first half, they're yeah. up twenty one to three. At some point though, your pride has to matter a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you, you were in the mix, and now you're just going to go out like this. Well, like at some point, you got to pick a fight. That, you got to, you got to do something. That's important to pay attention to. That that does not happen, because that's the only thing that can get worse than how they've been playing. Saying, if you're an SC fan, you should probably watch tomorrow because that may be the last time you get to do the uh, fight on thing yep. and not do it ironically. By the way, don't do the fight on <laughs> against Cal. <laughs> Look, you might be your last chance. You got to get it in. You could break your shoulder the rest of the season trying to hold it in. You got to make sure that you get it done. Hot and cold. Coming up next, it's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right, so hot in the sense of maybe they're hot on their trail. Um, <laughs> hot pursuit. So there is some investigations coming for uh, Michigan college football. So in case you haven't heard about it, a low-level, quote-unquote, low-level staff member, Connor Stallings, at the center of an NCAA probe from Michigan. So he was a... Um, he was someone who was a voluntary analyst that turned into like a low-level staffer, and he is being accused of paying for tickets for Michigan's opponents coming up. So it was for 12 of 13 Big Ten schools. He would purchase Man, tickets. Man, he must love the Big Ten. <laughs> have people go to these games, videotape the other sideline, and send it to a hard drive. So they're trying to crack their opponent's signals. Signals. Okay. Then he also sent it to other schools that were in college football playoff contention, such as uh, the Kentucky-Tennessee game last year in 2022. So he was not only doing it for people that he was going to face in the Big Ten, but people they were going to face in the college football playoff. And this also led to when Michigan played TCU in the college football playoff, TCU was tipped off by the sign stealing and decided to change their own signs, use dummy signs to fool Michigan, and Michigan got their butts beat. So this, to me, this is the most interesting part of this because people knew, or at least – TCU knew that this yeah, was going was on and they, you know, they did a little misdirection. They thought, okay, well, we'll here, here are the things you think, you know, but we're actually going to put something else in the, go back to what was, I think it was New Year's Eve when those games were taking mm-hmm. place. 
And TCU's running up and down the field in Michigan. You're like, what the hell is mm-hmm. happening right here? Mm-hmm. It makes a whole heck of a lot more sense thinking that Michigan's – and I'll just simplify – Michigan thought, okay, this play is going to the left, and all of a sudden everybody's going right. Right. It makes a lot more sense knowing that they were playing. You know, they thought they had the cards, and they just had the wrong ones. And this this guy is a little bit of a Michigan nutcase. A he's little a bit. zealot. So he's a zealot for Michigan. So he said, SI reported that Stallions claimed to have a Google document of between 550 to 600 pages. That makes That sense. was his blueprint to the future of the Michigan program, which sure. is kind of what got him the job, I That's guess. That's not weird at all. But I'm sure it might have included a little bit of sign stealing in there. So Harbaugh has responded to this. And also, by the way, the discipline of this could be one way or the other. Who's going to get right. the discipline and, and what kind of discipline is well, going to be? Well, didn't you say at one point that the FBI is involved in this on some level? Yeah, in some level to help with the investigation. In pillow incident. <laughs> <laughs> so here are some things that could happen. NCAA is investigating this and this could take over a year to do. So we're not going to get an answer for this during this season from the NCAA. Who could have a say on this this season is the Big Ten. The mm. Big Ten has... Um, sportsmanship rules okay so there's two levels of the sportsmanship rules one is just a fine and kind of like um you know uh let's get this out of here thing and then mm-hmm. the other one would be a more significant thing like maybe even excluding them from the big 10 play um title game and then before i get your responses to this harbaugh has responded saying i want to make it clear that i and my staff will fully cooperate with the investigation into this matter i do not have any knowledge or information regarding the university of michigan football program illegally stealing signals nor have i directed staff members or others to participate in off-campus scouting assignments thank you jim so if we can't trust jim harbaugh who can you trust right that's where i was going with this (laughs) yeah case closed yeah jim harbaugh is a beacon of trustworthiness (laughs) nothing left uh nothing left to see here here's what i this is i keep coming back to this i've heard this story and in whose interest is it to keep them out of the 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 playoff the interest of preserving sanctity of college football okay and which is what to make sure that no one's cheating. Right, right. But we all know everybody cheats all the time. Right. So th- this is But my is point. it a different level of cheating? P- perhaps That's the is, only question because if everybody's doing it, it's okay. If, if it's something different. Stuff. This is a <laughs> this is a uh, television show. The Big Ten has a vested financial interest in getting one of its teams into the Final Four. And which they might still with Ohio State. Now, they way. might anyway, but they might get two in if it breaks a certain way. So they don't have a it's ton money of... Money involved if you have of, multiple people. Of course. They don't, they don't have any other than the moral responsibility, and we know what that's worth in college athletics, to do the right thing. Now, maybe the voters who ultimately decide who these Final Four teams are, maybe they'll take a moral stand that there'll be just enough of them to drop them out of the top four to five or six, and that's their punishment. But you should expect the Michigan, unless they lose, Michigan's going to the Final Four. Well, and this is for last year, right? So Predominantly, this, this is for last year, but yep. it was not. It's likely that it's still continued on to this year. Okay. So how long is this investigation going to go for? Forever. Well, so, yeah, yeah, NCAA's investigation likely will be over a year. They said something like 388 days. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh the fourth will be the head coach in <laughs> right. Michigan by the time over. this thing is done. And Michigan wow. already had investigation for earlier this year, which is why Harbaugh was out those first three games for a recruiting violation. It's uh, not like, again, there's a couple violations here and there. It's funny because when the Dodgers got ripped off for a sign-stealing thing, I wanted somebody's head in the guillotine mm-hmm. right and this is like did anything i care about get touched nah not really okay let's keep it moving there's just so many layers to I, this I know thing. and it didn't happen to anything i felt like the selfish. astros thing was simple camera trash, trash can, can 
Bang. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, that's kind of what this is. is right. Camera, signs, yeah. put it to your team. But also, maybe they stole from, from Google Docs. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they stole some from USC, too. Who knows? But this is going to be who's cold. And now time for what's cold. Lakers Dodgers fans. All right. So Lakers and Dodgers fans or Dodger fans at Laker games are who's <laughs> cold. It's because Mookie Betts apparently was booed last night when he yeah. was shown on the screen. So is that deserved? Sure it is. I, I, I'm not a booer, Slee. I don't really boo. That's not my jam. Think it's okay to boo Mookie? Sure, he was terrible. Yeah, but he's been also unbelievable for the Not Dodgers. last year and not the year before that. Well, he's been unbelievable, just not in <laughs> right. Right. seven I, games. Not my <laughs> cup of tea. Seven, but yeah. His dismissiveness to the entire ordeal was bothersome, too. I can see that it's like, well, you know, it's we all got to – it's like, come on, man. I need I need you to hurt publicly the way that it felt like most Dodger fans were hurting. And it, you think it he did. is? He just doesn't I, show it? I, I think that's right. Yeah. I, I think he is. But look, did just happen with two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're still mad. And it was so frustrating. Okay. And it happened again. Can I throw can I throw a question at you? Let's say yesterday at the Laker at the Laker game, Jumbotron comes on and Dave Roberts is at the game. They boon him? Oh hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. I I was kind of prepared for that <laughs> yeah. one. Um, Clayton Kershaw's on the Jumbotron. Are they booing him? I don't think so. Or it's or it's far more mild. Why? He was awful in the playoffs. Because he's been there for 15 years. I get and that. And he's one of the greatest players in the history of that I understand that, that. But like we were just saying, I go. I know the history of Clayton Kershaw, but it's not like – I don't want to compare Mookie versus Mookie, Kershaw. I don't want to compare that. Apples to but sledgehammers. But booing Mookie, it's as if – like, the guy has done nothing? But he's your hired guy. He was a trade acquisition. And what has he done for you in the postseason? I mean, I, I, was he there in 2020? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so he, he, was. And, and he was. Again, I'm going to go back to It's not like Mookie has done nothing. No, Mookie, is, Mookie has been that. great. The past he, three he, postseasons? He's Seven got, games, he was awful. Nobody's yeah. complaining or nobody's arguing about that. It's how what have you done for me lately and yeah. what have you done for me and Kershaw gets saved and I, I think there's a few don't get me wrong but it's not a unanimous Dave what's Kershaw done in the playoffs huh he won the world series he's what been has Kershaw done in the playoffs that's not the question what that was my question no what I'm telling you is that you answer your question was would they boo him and I'm telling you why they wouldn't mm-hmm. because he's got three MVPs in a Dodger uniform or three Cy Youngs in a Dodger uniform yes one MVP in a Dodger uniform yep and he's got a lot of bad playoff stuff in there to be sure yeah but he is one of the greatest players in the history of this organization. Mookie, which is why that. I would not boo Kershaw, but I also would not boo Mookie. I would, I, I wouldn't because I'm not a booer. But I get yeah. it, I get it, and I get why they'd boo Dave too. No, Dave, Dave one is kind of a okay. Andrew Friedman's there. They booing him? I don't think they know who it is. Yeah, I think I think they're right. They should <laughs> also be booing it's him. Andrew Friedman, yeah. president of baseball. Yeah, operations. they'd have to font him correctly yeah, to it, make yeah. sure that people knew who they were booing. Who's hot and who's cold is brought to you by Next Gen. Next Gen, the official AC, heat, and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call 833-3-NEXTGEN or visit nextgenairandplumbing.com. Coming up next, the I thought dump. the booing was saved for like Clipper players and everybody else. This, well, is, they, a, this is a new one. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't, I haven't seen one of these. There was boot for some Charger players. Again, you'd have to fawn them. <laughs> Who knows? Do you know what Keenan Allen looks like? I don't. Yes. (laughs) Maybe I'm asking the wrong guy. Jorge, do you know what Keenan Allen looks like? Uh, Yes, I do. Emily, I need somebody that doesn't know. Uh, Not really. Okay, good. Two for two. (laughs) We're two and two. It's a tie. If he had a jersey on that said Allen on the back, I'm like, oh, I got you. Keenan (laughs) Allen is here right now. The Dubs coming up next is Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Busy day in baseball history, Slee. October 27th in 2002, the Angels won their one and only World wow. Series championship. They beat the Giants in Game 7. Garrett Anderson had a three-run double as the key hit in that game. John Lackey, a rookie, took the ball to start Game wow, 7 in that rookie. game and pitched really, really well. That series, Game 7, the Angels obviously won the World Series. The big game was, was game, game six, six when Scott Spezio hit that home run. Yep. That that was that series when Dusty Baker – I don't know why I remember this, but I remember it like it was yesterday. Dusty Baker, I think it was the seventh inning, goes out to take the ball from Russ Ortiz, yeah. who was pitching for the Giants at the time, and gave him the ball as he was leaving the, the field. Like, hey, here's a souvenir from your World Series winning performance. Spezio pops one. The Angels win game six. They go on to win game seven. Yeah, and it was one of those. Deal. You probably shouldn't have given that guy probably the ball. shouldn't have done that. Baseball gods don't like souvenirs. Lackey the had a games. lot of teeth. He had, he had a he lot did. of he had he did. extra teeth. Like he a, did. A few more. He pitched a long time. He did. You know, with, with all those teeth. Yeah, yeah. A long time. Rookie game. By the way, we could get a little Brandon Fott running it back in this situation. He's a rookie. Mm -hmm. He could end up on the mound in game seven. You know, it's funny. Last year, I went to a uh, Angels game. I wanted to take Brenda to watch, you know, Trout and, and, and Otani. And she's like, hey, I'm, I'm thirsty. We get a soda. We get a cup, a souvenir cup that says celebrating 20 years of our first championship. Yeah. Like, That's sad. Let me yeah. tell you something. Do you know what I would do for celebrating 20 years <laughs> of the first championship? Potters announced in 1969. I don't got one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I look at all these franchises that have won, and we were talking about it a little bit earlier, and it was like, wow, they haven't won in 21 years. I'm like, it, it, that means nothing to me. Dude, 21 years seems like an um, it seems like uh, three days. Padres have been in it twice. They've yeah. been in the World Series 84 twice. 84 and 98. 98. Mm -hmm. Angels are one for one. They've only gotten there once, but they did punch the ticket when they Here's got the there. the crazy thing with Arizona. How long were they established franchise before they won? Three, four years. Yeah, it was quick. It was literally Florida something like that. Florida was quick, too. And, the, the second and, one? Florida, this is the this is the second appearance. They, they're one to, for yeah. one. They beat yeah. the Yankees. But that that you just said right there, um, yeah, the Yankees. That was right after September 11th. Mm -hmm. About a what was it? Um, a few months later. I was going to say maybe a month, month and a half later, and it's against the Yankees. Yeah, that whole thing, whole situation. The Dodgers also won their most recent World Series. They beat the Tampa Bay Rays in Arlington, Texas, on October 27th, 2020. And this, I feel like this is the day that we all say thank you to Kevin Cash. Because I still think the Dodgers win the World Series. They had Walker Bueller ready for Game Seven. Mm -hmm. Walker Bueller was phenomenal in that postseason, but Blake Snell was wiping the Dodgers out. Yeah, that Mookie, Seager, Turner, the best guys in their lineup were—they'd done nothing. They'd done nothing against him. They take him out. Mookie gets a double. Then all of a sudden, the the floodgates open. Dodgers win the World Series in six games. I told you. I think. I forget how long ago this was. Maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. There was a long article in, maybe it was The Athletic, and it was just a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Blake Snell. And the conversation was just about that situation in Game 6. And Snell is telling the story that he's dealing through five, like he's just, he's dominating the Dodgers. He was destroying them. And then all of a sudden, he starts walking out to the mound, and he looks, and he's like, are they warming somebody up in the bullpen? And he said mentally that threw him off because now he all of a sudden knew, I'm one hit away of getting pulled. Now I got to pitch perfect. This It got into his head. And then they made the change, and that was that. Thank you, Kevin Cash. Because yeah. without the 2020 World Series, I think I would have lost my brains by now. I, I would have literally <laughs> gone insane had watching this over and over You've and over You've lost it again. with it. I know. Imagine you're, you're without right. it. You're right about that. Another World Series moment. The Red Sox won their first World Series in nearly 100 years, since 1918, 
They completed a four-game sweep of the Cardinals, breaking the curse of the Bambino. That, of course, was the back end of the of Yankees coming back from mm -hmm. a 3-0 hole against the Yankees. I also want to tell a story. So I was Is that the day you stole the pillow. No, I'm not. I did not <laughs> this steal anything in, in this story. I paid for everything in this story. Uh, so I was in fourth grade, okay. I believe, when this happened, um, and I didn't have a team to root for because the Nationals had not come back yet. So. Uh, everyone was kind of kind of choosing where you want to go. I had cousins that were in Boston, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. So I remember I just was obsessed with this 2004 team because I was obsessed with the idea of like the curse of the Bambino. And I was like, that's very cool. And so I got went to my little scholastic book fair, and instead of getting any books, I got a poster of the uh, 2004 Red Sox. The and team? I, yeah, the team, and I hung it in my room for a long time. And I also had um, this game on Nintendo DS called Nintendogs, <laughs> and you ha just took care of dogs. You named dogs. I know the game. We had so, that in the Rogers household. I'm explaining to people who don't know. <laughs> and so I would name the dogs after Red Sox players. So you had so like I a big poppy I dog? I had a big poppy, a little golden retriever. <laughs> I had a Manny uh, golden retriever. It was it was a fun time for Emily. That's awesome. I'm not a Red Sox fan anymore. Do you have a Dave Roberts? I did not have a Dave <laughs> you Roberts You stole the base. Dog. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. All right. Also on this day, Calvin Johnson had a. This is dumb. Three hundred and twenty-nine yards receiving against the Dallas Cowboys. That would be the second most in the history of an what? NFL game. He had three twenty-nine. Matthew or uh, yeah, Matthew Stafford yeah, to Stafford. Calvin Johnson. That's bonkers. That doesn't. That it doesn't calculate. Who's the dude from Stanford after they beat Colorado in the double? I said he had 280, and I kept yeah. saying it. I'm like, how do you have 280? How about in the NFL you do 329? And how much did the uh, – you would one think if, if you go – if you got they, a dude with 329 one one. yards, maybe they won by 30? Now 31 to 30 was I the final think score. The, the, if that's number two, I'm pretty sure the number one receiving day in NFL history is a Los Angeles Ram, Flipper Anderson. I believe Emily looked that up for me real quick. I think had 339 in mm. one game. It was against the Saints. I want to say it was a Sunday night. I don't know why I remember that, but Flipper Anderson went yes, nuclear. Yes, it was Flipper Anderson to the NFL record and gained 336 receiving yards and scored a touchdown in the Los Angeles Rams overtime win over the Saints yep. in November 26. 1989. Flipper Anderson, great UCLA Bruins. Lee. You know so what else also happened connection. on 1989? Taylor Swift was born, and then her Taylor's version came oh, out Jesus. yesterday. For uh, today's her birthday? No, no, no. Her birthday is December 13th, oh, but gosh. the 1989 Taylor's version. All right, next one here. Spectrum Sportsnet, where you watch all of your uh Now, if you Laker find games. a way to add Taylor Swift in the Spectrum <laughs> Sportsnet thing, that's very impressive. Spectrum Sportsnet carries the Lakers on television announced a direct-to-consumer product where fans okay. can get the programming for $19.99 a month, 20 bucks a month, or $180 for the season to watch the channel through an app rather than paying for a cable package to receive it. So this is kind of new, right? That just straight up, you don't have to belong to DirecTV, Cox, or any cable service. You can just say, I want to buy Spectrum, and it hits 20 bucks a month to get all of your Spectrum programming. So... The good thing with this is for all the cable cutters, right? If you've been cord cutting for X amount of years and you're not stealing off of somebody else's password and everything else, right. you can't watch a lot of different things. And it's the sports packages that, to be honest with you, is the only way that I keep cable. It's just because of that. This is interesting because sounds like a little high, the price point, at least per month. It, it sounds compared. You could have Netflix for under that, whatever it is. But if that's your team and that's your squad, 
take your 200 bucks or your $20 a month or whatever it is, and now you don't have to deal with that anymore. Part of this bundle, uh, Taylor Swift's new music video from this new song. <laughs> you, you saying find a way to bring it. I brought it in, my man. <laughs> if you told me, hey, Very listen, good. Very and, and I have DirecTV, so I can, I can watch all this stuff anyway. But if you said to me, hey, you can watch every Dodger game on whatever platform you want to stream it through your phone, watch mm -hmm. it on a streaming TV, a smart TV, whatever. It's 200 bucks for the season. I'm in. I, I, I know that's cable? expensive. Probably would. I, I'm Look, I'm a dinosaur. And I don't know if you guys know this or not. We work for a cable company, which seems like kind of a good idea to do. But that's just me. Well, they're going. They're, they're, they'll be doing the same thing. Look, when they go there, then I'm, yeah. then I'm fully on board. But, yeah. I, I mean, even dude, right now with ESPN Plus, you could technically get what you need through that. Not all of it. Some of it. You can mm -hmm. get a lot of it, but not all of it. There's still a lot of over-the-air stuff that you have to have a subscription By the way, to. just I, I love Disney. <laughs> um. 200 bucks for the season of your favorite team that doesn't seem prohibitive to me if you're if that's what you want then you can kind of get rid of the other stuff it's not so bad yeah for the year yeah I'm done I, cable stuff man I, very rarely am I watching anything other than sports on there yeah I I, I don't think you're alone and I think that's why the situation maybe is diners drivers and divers I watch that yeah diners drives diners drives divers are the guys that like look for treasure at the bottom of the ocean <laughs> diners are the way you go driving is where you drive through. and a dive is kind of that this place isn't that great but it's got good food and cold beer along the way you know what we should do right now Ireland? Yeah. we should do a little super crosstalk so you don't yell at me woo, 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 woo. okay so i don't know if you've heard this i have the, the look on your face tells me that i'm you have. stunned so i'm i'm, I'm, I'm absolutely it, it it Emily, it completely changed how I think about you in one story. I, I can't I can't even process it. Em, do you want me to tell it or would you like to tell it? Um, I want to hear your your telling of the story. Okay. So this was, you said, a few years ago? A few years ago. Okay. So a few years ago, Emily met somebody and spent the night at his house. Mm -hmm. And the next morning, she woke up and she decided it was time to go, but she really liked the pillow that she had slept on that night. Mm -hmm. So she decided to take it with her. Immediately blocked said person's phone number, <laughs> and then I don't understand this. and then None subsequently left town. I, that I get, make is, any that, sense. is that right, Em? It wasn't exactly like I left town like that. No, next okay, day, okay, fair enough. You might as well. You eventually moved. Right, I have so many questions, <laughs> and I, I don't even know how to process this. And half she left me, the bed cover. Half of me and left is, the pillowcase behind. Half of me is proud of her because I, I didn't think she had it in her. <laughs> and the other half is, what the f? Who takes a pillow? I mean, I I, I lean more towards the second one. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm like stunned. She by, liked the pillow. She like, didn't it'd like be the one guy. Thing, if you took a pillow from a hotel, I might be okay. Um. I, Mace, you, did you hear the story? Yeah, she stole a pillow. Okay, good. No, yeah. but, okay so you're in the loop. who does that? Yeah, it's a weird thing to steal. Okay, so it really is. Somebody <laughs> else's pillow is weird because yeah. they've been sleeping this on it would be the She liked the pillow. This would be the equivalent. You had that party for the SC Notre Dame game, yeah. right? All right, I, you guys heard I have a new puppy who eats remotes. Okay. So if I walked into your party and saw that you had a direct TV remote on the table and I said, Hey, I need one of those. Murphy okay. the dog ate my remote yesterday. <laughs> I'm just going to pocket this when no one's looking. And, and I then leave. I'm going to block Travis's number. But and then you say to me, it's a little different. I got uh, one. <laughs> Ireland, do you anything about my remote? And I go, no. No, you would have blocked my number at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, blocked it. <laughs> yeah, so, so, exactly. You, you couldn't text me and ask. I mean, it's just. 
I, the did pill you think, thief. Did you think she had it in no, her? No, God, no. But it, it's, no. It's, it's, I want it's to such add, an odd story. I love the odd stories. That <laughs> I want to defend show. Emily here because the analogy you use is close, but there's a there's a fatal flaw in your logic. Mm-hmm. Which is? You will. You and I would barely, I don't want to say barely know each other, but this is, a, we, we went out to dinner for the first time and you stole my remote. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it wouldn't right. be, that you, like you and I have known each other for 20 years. Right. Like if you stole the remote from me now, and then, and then it just, would be weird. And yeah, but that stealing a pillow <laughs> yeah. is not weird. What is I'm not? Trying, what I'm trying, What is trying, not, There's nothing. There's not nothing. Weird. There's nothing to do. Uh, no, there's, there's nothing not, you now, could say. The one thing have I you ever it, heard of anybody doing no, this ever? And I still use the pillow. And she still has it. She still has it. actually makes it a little bit but not much. So you guys were also talking about pillow structure in the bed. Like how, many, the way- how many pillows do you okay, have? Okay, so Ireland and I, I think, have something in common. Okay. I use two pillows, okay. and then I use what I call the top pillow, which sits over my head. Well, I, I, use, okay. I actually do one more than you. I do three, then the side pillow, and I sleep in the hole. There you go. See, I like <laughs> Wait, say that, that too. again. I'm, I'm having I, trouble right, visualizing. Three, three pillows stacked up, one on top of another. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, then a fourth pillow. Leaned up against the thing and I sleep in the. So hole. you have your head on top of three pillows. No, I have my head in the hole, flat on the mattress. But, There's, but I have a fort. It's I'm like this. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like a little kid in and a fort. What, Trav, what caused this was for three years in college, I lived in a fraternity, and the only way you could get any sleep mm-hmm. was to, you know, like there'd be parties going on every night. And I'm like. Man, I got to get up at 6 in the morning. All right. And I would put the pillows on top of my head to block out the noise, and I got used to it, and I still do it 40 years later. So you are a two-pillow man? Uh, two pillows and then- I need and four, then... and I need, to Mason's point, I need a firm four. Yeah, okay. I, need, I don't I like need, those- You need those some weight. I need two firm and then some weight on that okay, top so pillow. Okay, so are you guys hugging any pillows? Are you guys no, putting not pillows a pillow between hugger, your legs? Not no. a pillow this hugger. This so me off my, of that. My four, I'm a three-pillow guy, mm-hmm. and so one I under my head- Okay. The stuff that we talk about. <laughs> Travis is a three-pillow man. I am a three-pillow man. The second one is between my knees because if I don't, my hips hurt. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I know a lot little... of people that do yeah, that. Yeah, that's, okay. that's a pretty common so one. So I've got one between my knees, so my hips are good. And then the other one, I just kind of hugs, hug a little bit as you I hug, sleep. You just hug the a... pillow. I sleep on my right side. When I got to go back to, and I use my I gotta left go arm back to Emily's pillow story because there's <laughs> oh, so yeah, many no, questions. There are, there are a lot. All right, first of all, Em, how did you meet this guy initially? Uh, Do you meet him in a restaurant, a bar? You don't have to incriminate yourself. No, you're on an application, and then I uh, met at a bar, then Okay, Okay. So you met him on a dating app. (laughs) Yes. You go to the bar. Mm Mm-hmm. You, you leave with them, you go home, you spend the sure. night, you take the pillow. Yep. <laughs> How much longer did you live in that town after you took the pillow? Like three months. Okay. Did, did you, you not know- have a fear of running into him in those 90 days? <laughs> no. Did you know you weren't going to see him again? Yes. Okay, have so you that was taken, part of it. Have you taken any other pillows? I have not taken another pillow from another person. But also, you know, if someone takes this pillow, I think it's retribution. I th- I'm, I'm not having more security over this Karma, pillow. Karma, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Don't get too attached. It's more, it's more mean, the it's walk. It's more the walk to the to car. Because it's such a personal, and like your face and so your head is this, on the pillow. There was this movie. It's not a good movie. It was in the 80s called Bad Influence with Rob Lowe and James Spader. Okay. Right? And the movie starts with Rob Lowe picking up a girl, sleeping with her, Irish goodbye in the morning, and he takes all the underwear out of her underwear drawer, all of her intimates, and takes them and puts them in a in like a duffel bag, and he walks out of her apartment and throws Jeez. the duffel bag in the <laughs> yeah. trash. And and th- th- Rob Lowe is just a bad guy. Right. And that yeah. was the, 
This story reminded me of that. Who takes a pillow? Well, and I wonder what this guy... He had more pillows. It and it was a Tempur-Pedic. It's an expensive, well, it's nice an expensive, pillow. It's a nice Tempur-Pedic. Yeah, those are nice and firm. I like those. They got the little... little you know, okay, I, I stole it. I hate to go down this road. I hate to. No, you don't. But, <laughs> but, I know a certain pop star... Who had a sweater stolen by somebody she was dating and then wrote a 10 minute song about it? Do you think whoever's pillow you stole has written an opus about my <laughs> missing pillow? He might be a SoundCloud rapper for all I know, so maybe he does have a 10 minute long did opus you, about me. At, at that one night that you knew him, did you, yeah. know, did you find out his occupation? Uh, yeah, I, I know his occupation. I'm not going to air What generally? What, what, uh, uh, what industry? It was just like business, it was like marketing. Uh, okay. Marketing business. Okay, got it. But you. Now are somewhat a public figure. Yeah, yeah sure. You, you are. <laughs> if I'm okay, it, tell me if I'm the only one. Would you want her to send him a check? No, but if I if I'm like in L.A. for whatever reason, I guess this guy lives back east. But if I'm in L.A. Yep. and I hear the name Emily Hebel. I'm like, I knew an Emily Hebel once. There's no way it's the same also, woman. <laughs> no, I not know my life. He can, listen, he can listen to her talk so he can hear her voice. I'm coming for the pillow. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm coming for the like pillow. Like John Wick coming yes. back. Yes. Yes. Mace, if you like the pillow, wouldn't you come I would for the be pillow? very upset. Pillows are very personal. Okay, and if let, you find the right one, you like, I don't want to let go of that pillow. It takes a long time to find he the right one. You may not know my last name. So I agree oh, with wow. what you're saying. It is personal and it is something that you use every day. Yes. Right? I would be so confused as to what happened. Like, exactly. I, I would not be... I don't I, know how to process I don't think I'd be story. angry. I wouldn't be, even suspect that... That's some, what I said. I would tell the pillow case. I would look case. under the bed. Fell behind the, the closet. Fell behind the bed. Yeah. Yeah. She left the pillow she, take the pill, she took the pillowcase <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, she left, she left evidence clues. at the scene <laughs> of the crime. That's the brilliance of the thing is pillowcase. Yeah. I mean, or you know what else I would do? I would track her down with the pillowcase, and I would leave it at her door, and I would say, "You might as well take the whole thing, just so she knew." Have you that taken? I knew she have you taken it. anything else from anybody else? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. It just got into me that night. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. It did. It was basically a souvenir. Yeah, a souvenir. <laughs> okay. The other thing you guys talked about a today, a cool, couple wallets. Mason yeah. and I, Mason and I actually did a deep dive investigation on what the right answer is you were talking about m i think you i can't I, sleaze I, going to a wedding all right and you were deciding what to get for a wedding present oh, yeah. so it was, it was an ask Slee. Slee question. And okay. the, the yeah. question is do you give cash do you give something right. off the registry or do you just go off yeah. the board so completely? this is a true story Lindsay theory got married a couple of years ago she got married. If you know Lindsay, she's on ESPN. Wonderful. Um, Great she, person. She married, yeah, she ma- she's awesome. Her husband's She married an airline, a, airline pilot. They look pilot. like two catalog models. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah. like the perfect couple. Beautiful ceremony, beautiful yeah. wedding. So she invites both of us to the wedding. As is normal with me, I immediately RSVP no and get her a gift. If it were yep. any other day. Right. Um, I'm sure you're the same way. The first question you ask me, you get a wedding. No, invite. he's a wedding Do guy. I have to go? He's I a wedding guy. Wedding. He loves oh, okay. weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Love well, Mace, Mace and Juan went. Yes. Yeah. So and, and so we, without talking to each other, after the wedding, I go, what'd you give Lindsay for her wedding? And he said, what'd you give her? I said, I bought her something off her registry. Cost a, a Couple hundred dollars. It's a floating candle decorative Votive thing, but it was on candles. her registry. Correct. Yeah, it was on her okay. registry. And Mason goes, "I gave her cash." Okay. And I went, "Let's get to the bottom of this once and for all." <laughs> and we call her and we say on the air, we call her. We say, "We're going to ask you something, and you have to promise 
that you'll be 100% honest. It's nothing embarrassing, nothing weird. Yep. We just need honesty. And okay. she goes, okay, I promise. I said, for your wedding, I got you this floating candle thing that you had on your wrist. She goes, I'm looking at it right now. I love it. I go, Mason got your cash. She goes, yes, he did. I go, if you could have one or the other. Can we guess the answer? Yeah. What? I think 100% she's going to say the cash. What do you think, Trav? Yeah, I think it's a beautiful candle. Too. It floats on the water. It's first, lit. Yeah. It's first, lovely. That's what she did. She did a dining room table. She, she just starts so describing. So that's not a good start yeah. for no, you. Exactly. She yeah. starts describing how much she likes it's it, and she's looking and, at it. Yeah, I and I say to her, "Smells amazing." I say to her, "You didn't table. answer the question," and she says, "I'm not going to answer it." And we went, we guilted her. I went, "You promised. You promised you'd She goes, "Okay," and there's just a torturous response for her. Yeah, she goes. I'm not going to ask. Like, she, we, we had to drag it out. <laughs> she finally goes, all right, give me the cash. <laughs> of course. The cash is always yeah, the yeah. answer. And that since is. then, by the way, yeah. you only give cash? Straight cash, homie. Straight cash. Okay. Yeah. Straight, straight okay. cash, cash money. Well, but you know who did something really smart is Carlos Saisu, who yeah. works here. When he got married, yeah. he said, he sent, put it on his wedding invite. He said, I don't want, we don't want gifts. We're trying to buy a house. All we want is cash. Perfect. And yeah. everybody sent him cash, yeah. and he was very happy. And he's and got his, a house in Beverly Hills his, right now. <laughs> yeah. And his wife was happy. He invited and, thousands but of I people thought that to the was wedding. A baller, that was a baller move. But you didn't and get every, invited? Nope. I, you, I they, did you get invited. You didn't have my spot, IRS. I, I, beat, I, I, I did get invited, but I couldn't make it there. It was somewhere I hadn't no, heard of. And everybody's not. name is on the loan. Did you get invited? I did not get invited. Oh, yeah. no. We didn't make the well, cut. So, we well, that's cut. dumb because hey, he could have got more cut. Well, I would have showed up. I'm the ultimate wedding guest because yeah. I never show up and I always yeah. get a gift. Cash is a good one. So yeah, yeah, cash, cash is, is the right. All, it always plays. Slee, it was, always plays. Slee was saying in his culture that it's Exclusively cash. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It, it, what? It's like, like you're talking Armenian or something else? No, Middle no. Eastern Chaldean. just in yeah. general, but yeah. Chaldeans. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I went to an Armenian wedding once and they did a dance where they all gave the bride money. I've been to those two where the lady had a little purse. By the way, that wedding's still going on. That Armenian wedding, it was <laughs> three years ago. They go late. Yeah, yeah. 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 they go lying. late. Yeah, they, everybody just brings envelopes. Oh, nice. Cash. Nice. It sounds like the Godfather wedding. You should get married, Mace, just for the cash. Yeah, no, for the cash, I would do it. John, you're talking, you know, some of these weddings, 500 people. Right? Yeah. So you got everybody right. just bringing cash. And I, I was telling Trav, I'm like, it's basically just an exchange of money. It's like, okay, there's $200 we'll for you. We'll give you dinner. You and then, no, but, but this is how it is. It's like, here's the exchange, and it's like, cool. So then they're going to end up giving that back to you. And then the <laughs> Is it in adjusted for inflation? And they, I don't know. <laughs> You're right. 200 is not the same as it was 10 years ago. and back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so when I, a long time ago, one of my best friends, we met playing pickup basketball. And then we became really good friends, and our wives became friends. And so he gets married. And I'm going to his wedding's in Denver, and I go to Denver with Lisa, and my mom. It's all it's around the holidays, and we're with my mom, and I say, uh, "Hey, I got a good idea. I met this guy playing pickup basketball. I'm going to buy him a pair of Air Jordans for a wedding present." Back then, Air Jordans were the thing; they yep. were expensive and they were hard to get. And my mom goes, "You absolutely cannot do that. It's offensive to his wife." I go, "His wife knows me; she'll love it." My mom basically guilts me out of it. She goes, "Where's his registry?" She said, she goes, get him this. And it's like this silver serving tray, something yeah. you put on a wedding registry. And my wife, yeah. I, I did, oh, I, I needed one exact, of those silver exactly serving trays what, around the house. So, so uh. I get him the silver serving tray. We get a thank you note a uh. month later. I go visit him in Denver three years later. 
and I'm in the, I'm in the guest room, and I open the closet, and there's that stupid tray still in still the box. Still in the box. Yep. Never opened. A year later, I get married. And for my wedding present, he got me a pair of Air Jordans. Oh, no way. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But see, if you're going to go off the registry, yeah. you gotta, it's got to be something that you know and is going to And you got to be sure. You got to be sure. Like the Jordan thing, you had bred exactly right. right. Susan and I, when we got married, we had a, the typical registry of all the stuff that you register for. And most of it, to your point, Mace, is, you know, it ends up in the closet. Right. <laughs> One of my family members went, did not send cash mm-hmm. and did not go on the registry. There was this thing that fit over your mailbox. A mailbox cover? Kind of. And it was, so it was. What's the purpose of it? To to decorate your mailbox. doesn't get weathered? No, it's decorative. It's exclusively decorative. So what was the decoration? It were these big birds, like parrots and swans. And 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 obviously not on your register. Not. Not on the registry. Yeah. So it was one of these things that was so bizarre and weird that it's like what you don't even know what to do. So with if it. I came over to your house now, does would it I still see birds is it, and swans when it, I still, deliver? Nor would you have seen it the day after the wedding. <laughs> you, you, just, you, you just tossed it as soon as you got it. It's in storage. Close. In storage. Yeah. It did not last yeah. long. Yeah. It was on clearance. The, the other thing, and, and it's like I'm telling you, like think traditional size mailbox, right? Like yeah. the the most basic mailbox you can. Think, this thing made the mailbox three times larger, mm. and it had parrots all over it. Oh, that is so neat. Yep. Such a wedding. Neat, do you such still a have that? Weird things gift. happen at weddings. So I remember when beautiful. the other thing that I remember about my wedding was we said we said we're going to limit it to 125 people. So you ended up with 175. Well, that's the story. Yeah. So I, I we we say okay, we make an agreement, Lisa and I. We're not going to invite anyone who neither one of us has ever met. All right, like somebody does. Good rule. Yeah, so we cut the list down. As soon as we send it out, my phone rings. It's my mom. She goes, "We're we're bringing another twenty people to this wedding." I go, "Who are they?" And she starts reading. I go, "I don't know any of those people." She goes, "Well, we go to their kids' weddings." I go, "They're out." <laughs> my mom goes, "You can't." She goes, "I'll pay for whatever it costs." I go, "Mom, it's not a, a money thing. It's a space thing." Yeah, right. It's a, and, and she goes, "Well, then I can't go." And I'm like, shut up. Your mom's yeah, going to stiff she, you she, she on your like, like, it was going to ruin her life. And so finally, I, <laughs> I, we caved. And yeah. I said, okay, do it. Next day, Lisa's grandfather calls, who's like the closest person in her family. She goes, he goes, I got 20. Be, he, he goes, I'm going to be plus 16. <laughs> plus and she six, goes, no, we, no we, we made a rule that we haven't met him. And she goes, well, if these people can't come, I'm not coming. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Like some mafia that old people are in that they and you're Trav. We fin- we said we were going to 125, finish at 159. Yeah, that's the way old it people keep goes. score on stuff like that. It's where old it people right? Score. They do. They that's do. A, that's a great way of putting say, it. I would say uh, I'll tell the story real quick. I've told it before, but my uh, oh my, no, yeah, oh, <laughs> no, 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 same no, story. So when my uh, when my grandpa died. Uh, my uh, grandmother had a one of those books you sign where you I, yeah. I was here, you know, uh, wedding registry. Yeah, right. yeah, it's like a death registry. Yeah. It's like I was like, at the what funeral. You do at a funeral, right? Yeah. So for the rest of my grandmother's life, when somebody died, she would go back and she would look at that book, and if they were in it, she would go to the funeral. And if they weren't in she it, she go. would not go. She hard was and fast keeping rule. score hard and fast rule. It's a tremendous insult to people of a certain generation to not show up or yeah. get invited yeah. to that sort yeah. of thing. Exactly. Like one of those, like, eh, would have been nice, but eh, whatever. I'll live. I'll yeah. let that person live. Yeah. Not grandpaps. <laughs> not wife. I know. Not, not Gable, Mother Ireland not and grandma. not Grandfather Lisa. Uh, yeah. They're all <laughs> not, no. They're like, they, that's, 
you, you that one line tells the story better than my five minute rant. They do. They keep, they keep score, score. Yeah. and and it matters to them. Do you? No. Do you? Yes. I had a feeling. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> like I, if you don't get like like were you guys seriously when you discovered today that you were the only two people did get invited to Carlo's <laughs> wedding? Is that going to stay with you? No. I well I knew I was not invited a while ago when yeah. I knew that most people were and yeah. it was like oh okay yeah. if just, if Juan and I ever say okay we're gonna we want cash and we're gonna give it all to Carlo to help him buy us <laughs> you're, you're getting Jordans and you're getting a votive candle yeah, yeah that's how go. it's going exactly. super crosstalks brought to you by In and Out Burger In and Out that's what a hamburger is all about have a great weekend go Rams.